Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 and it's now time for our driver ratings for the Australian Grand Prix but before we get into that I have to say because I keep on forgetting to say it that the Stop and Go F1 is now available on Spotify there'll be a link in the description it's just all the videos that we have on the YouTube channel all in audio form on Spotify so if you prefer it like that you can go have it there I've been meaning to say it on every single video this weekend and I've forgotten every time Anyway, let's get into this. Uh, we're going to go through all the drivers going in reverse chronological order of the Constructors' Championship for last year, meaning we start with Williams and Logan Sargent. He qualified 18th. He did not finish the race. Now, this is it's always difficult when someone DNFs uh, to kind of gauge how well their race was because you can't really go off of where they finished but as we'll go through this list um something the theme that's coming to me all the time is if you look at the starting position and look at the end position for certain drivers it may look really good or look really bad but that does not tell the entire story of the race like there's a few people in here who gained positions for the race but overall had a very bad race we'll get to them uh logan Sargent, though I've given him a 4 out of 10, which I think is the lowest score he's had from me this year, um, just because he did nothing. There was really nothing here. I mean, I know he's a rookie, and it's expected that he'll be out-qualified by his teammate, but Alex Albon was in, qualified 8th. And in the race itself, he was just nowhere. He managed to avoid everything, which is very good, but the reason his race ended was because of this ridiculous move on Nick DeVries toward, on that uh, chaotic restart, and I think he really should be counting his lucky stars that he didn't get a penalty for that. How on earth Carlos Sainz gets a penalty for what he did to Alonso, but Logan Sargent doesn't get an investigation, and Gasly doesn't get anything for what happened with Ocon, I'll never know. I'll never understand. It just appears that the FIA really just care about the stuff that starts happens at the front of the grid, less at the back, because really, Sargent should be looking at a grid penalty for the next race. <sighs> there you go, I'm glad I got that out. 4 out of 10 for Logan Sargent. His teammate, though, Alex Albon, as I said, qualified in 8th, also didn't finish the race, but I've given him a 7 out of 10. I thought his qualifying performance was fantastic. He was really doing well in the race. He was coping well with where he was. Uh, who knows how he would have got on from there. But, of course, he did have the DNF. It looked like uh, he just really wasn't his fault. I've just seen a news article then that said there was just a sudden spike in tyre temperature for whatever reason that caused him to spin and hit the wall, which is really a shame because he was really doing really well before that happened. So I give him a 7, and I'm hoping he can come back from this because it's been two races in a row now where he's just been extremely unlucky. I mean, it's not fair because he's a lot better than that. Moving on, look at the Alpha Tauri lads now. Uh, Nick DeVries qualified 15th and did not finish the race. As I said, it wasn't his fault that he didn't finish. Logan Sargent went into the back of him on the restart. But just a really anonymous race for Nick DeVries. There wasn't really any moment where he was on screen doing something fantastic. He was just kind of trundling around at the back for a lot of the time. I know the Alpha Tauri isn't great, but I think he's a little bit better than that. I've given him a 5 out of 10. Just a bog-standard average race for him. His teammate, though, Yuki Snowder, qualified 11th and finished in 10th. Now, this was a really difficult one for me to score because Yuki's finally scored his first point of the season, finishing 10th, but his race itself was just nothing. He qualified 11th, which was very good, but then he just went backwards and backwards and backwards and backwards and backwards till, to the point where before the second restart, 
he was very far back and just doing nothing. I think he was like 15th or 16th, something around there. And then on that restart, oh my god, he gained like 10 places in three corners. And he was amazing. So I think his score had to go up for that. So a mix, even though that didn't actually count in the end, and he finished 10th, he should have finished 5th. Come on now. Justice for Yuki Tsunoda. But um, a mix of a nothing race and then a fantastic performance over three laps. I'll give him a 7 out of 10. I think that's what we'll go with at the minute. On to the Hasses now. Nico Hulkenberg, he qualified 10th, finished the race in 7th. There was a slight moment where everyone thought, here comes the podium after the restart. I've given Nicolo a 10 out of 10 because really what he did there was absolutely fantastic. We all know over this, over the previous two races that he's very good in qualifying, but he has just seemed to go backwards, but not this time. He did a really good job here. P7, got some good points for the Haas was just really impressive. I mean, his uh, defensive battling with Norris, even though eventually he would lose the position, the way he defended, I thought, was really good. Good times for Nico Hulkenberg. 10 out of 10. His teammate, though, Kevin Magnussen, he qualified 14th and did not finish the race. I've given him a 4 out of 10, because not only is he quite a bit off his teammate in qualifying, I think he was like 7 tenths of a second off in qualifying, but also, he was just nowhere. Again, it's, I think Hulkenberg's really showing him up this year so far. And it's really quite shocking because, you know, Magnussen, last year when he was compared with Schumacher, looked like this god. But maybe, maybe Schumacher looks even worse now. Uh, but that's a story for another time. But yeah, Magnussen really has to pull his finger out here. He's been shown up by his teammate who hasn't driven a car full-time for two years. Going on to the Astons. And Lance Stroll. Now, here's you know what I was saying before. Some people, they started somewhere and they went up a few places and then it looks really good, but in reality it wasn't. Lance Stroll. Qualified sixth, finished the race in fourth. Now, fourth place is Lance Stroll's best finishing position since the Sakia Grand Prix of 2020, the one uh, where Checo got his first ever win. Lance Stroll was third there on the podium. This is his, this is his best race result since then. So three years, this is his best race result in a race where he was bang average at best. You know, in qualifying, he was just there or thereabouts. He was the slowest of the fast guys. And then when it came to the actual race, he was just nowhere. He was just... You very rarely saw him. I don't think he really made any big moves. He just didn't really do anything. I mean, for the majority of the race, I think he was like 6th or 7th. He was uh, definitely like behind uh, the likes of Gasly. And I mean, if you have into consideration that Leclerc and uh, Russell were out of the race, he would have been like ninth in a car that could have been challenging for second place. It was not a great uh, showing from Lance. Um, I've given him a 5 out of 10. It was just average. Just, you know, you know what? I'm feeling mean now. But now that I've actually said everything out loud, I'm giving him a 4 because this was not a great performance from Lance. 
On to Alonso though now, he qualified fourth, finished the race in third. He spent a lot, the majority of uh, Fernando's race really was pushing to get to Hamilton, getting to about 1.1 seconds behind Hamilton, then backing off again and repeat for about 50 or so laps. But you know, he managed the race quite well, he managed to avoid everything apart from uh, Carlos Sainz. And yeah, you know, he did fight. I'll give him an 8 out of 10 because I think it was a good enough performance and he got on the podium again his third third place in a row and he's doing well in that car he's doing all right i think if it wasn't for the constant safety car restarts and the constant red flags if we'd had just a clean race i think he could have caught and possibly passed hamilton towards the end of the race because the majority of the middle part of the race where just people's trying to save their tra- trying to save their tires just trying to see how far they could go to make sure they were nice and uh, ready for the end when i think that Fernando would have been able to get past Hamilton. <clears throat> Moving on to Zhou Guan Yu, who qualified 17th, finished the race in 9th. I've given him an 8 out of 10 because he was just a solid race, really. I mean, maybe that's a bit too high upon reflection, but, you know, he has managed his race well. He was another guy a bit like Yuki, where... I think even though he was um I think he was ahead of Yuki for the majority of the race and then Yuki got him towards the end but he was just at the back actually once again I'm changing the score as I sit here I was going to give him a 7 but then I think Yuki did better than Joe I'm giving Joe a 6 he's gone from an 8 to a 6 within a few seconds so I think that's just really how he did there he beat his teammate in qualifying and in the race but overall wasn't really anywhere. Speaking of his teammate, Valtteri Bottas, qualified 19th, would start from the pit lane, finish the race in 11th, only beating Carlos Sainz, who had the time penalty at the end. Bottas was just at the back for the entire race, doing nothing. I haven't heard of any issues or anything for him. He was just there. Five, I've given him a five out of ten. He was just there. Right, the hometown boys next is Oscar Piastri from McLaren, qualifying 16th, finished the race in 8th, getting his first ever F1 points. Good times for him. I've given him an 8 out of 10. I mean, if you look at how that McLaren's been, the fact that they were able to get into points and they were challenging people, they were properly racing. I mean, Piastri had a really good showing in qualifying in Saudi, but due to the incident with Gasly on the first lap, wasn't really able to show anything apart from that. But here... He did a good job, and he finished 8th, so I've given him 8. Lando Norris, though, qualified 13th, finished the race in 6th. Fantastic showing for Norris here. I've given him a 9 out of 10, just because it was a very good showing. I didn't really want to give him a 10, because I thought maybe I'd want to reserve that, because I think Norris has got that next level within him that he can do even better. So, 9 out of 10 for Norris. On to the Alpines, and oh my, this is when it gets a bit more troubling a bit more questionable a bit harder to rate <clears throat> so let's talk about gasly who qualified ninth and did not finish the race although for the majority of the race i believe he was running in what like fourth fifth he was doing really well driving really well properly racing people making overtakes being defensive it was possibly Gasly one of Gasly's greatest drives I'd ever seen. Really impressive stuff from a car that you must remember he's still not too overly familiar with. Only the third race was part of the Alpine team. Fantastic start from him for like 90% of the race. Utterly fantastic from Pierre Gasly. And then we get to that restart where 
he kind of just he lost it out of turn one and he got out of play he nearly went into the back of alonso went off the track came back on i think he then nearly hit perez when he came back on then he hit his teammate took them both out i mean how the hell do you score that i mean it was a 10 out of 10 until the last three laps i it's it's so difficult i have given i've given him a seven just because i i don't think he should be completely like down on like a four or two or something just because of how it ended because it was so good until that point so i've given him a seven esteban ocon on esteban ocon though on the other hand he qualified 11th and did not finish the race so he qualified behind his teammates. They pitted him very early. When the first safety car came out, they pitted him early to try and get him to go all the way through to the end. Um, he seemed to have spent a lot of the time of the race just in the middle of the pack somewhere. And something that happens with Ocon quite a bit is that he kind of just... You see him at the start, then you just see him at the end, and he's just like in the points somewhere. And that seemed to be what was happening with Ocon again today until he got taken out by his teammate. I've given him a 6 out of 10, which... It might be controversial because it's lower than Gasly's score, but I think it's Gasly's race was so impressive up until the end that I think Gasly deserves to have more points. Uh, let's talk about George Russell now. So George Russell qualified second on the front row, beat his teammate, the first time anyone's beaten Lewis Hamilton in qualifying as his teammate since 2010, I think it was. Uh, off the start, takes the lead, Builds quite a good gap across lap one. Safety car comes out, ruins that. Goes off the safety car restart. Battles quite well. Defends really well from his teammate. Has a little bit of a moan. Second safety car comes out. He pits for new tyres. It's looking pretty good. Red flag completely screws him. He restarts the race from P7. By the next couple laps, he's gone from P7 to P4. Then his engine blows up. Wow. I mean, he wasn't even in the race that long. What lap did he DNF on? 17. He did 17 laps, and I thought he was utterly fantastic. I think, honestly, those 17 laps were better than anything he's done in the previous two races. I want to give him a 10 out of 10. I thought he was that good, but I just don't feel you could have a 10 out of 10 if you DNF, even though it wasn't his fault. I've given him a 9, just because I, I don't, you know... If he had continued, who knows, it may have all gone awful. But yeah, I thought fantastic performance from George, 9 out of 10. Lewis Hamilton, on the other hand, he was qualifying third, and um, he managed to get the jump on Max Verstappen off the start. He went into P2, and it was a Mercedes P2 for quite some time. He benefited from the red flag and was able to maintain the lead for quite some time until uh, Max took it back off him. Then from there, he just controlled the pace really well. I've given Lewis a 10 out of 10. There's, really, there's nothing else he could have done better. I can't think of anything where I was watching going, oh, Lewis, I'm not too sure about that. Thought just a very good race from Lewis Hamilton. 10 out of 10. Now on to uh, the Ferraris. Now Carlos Sainz is a similar story to that of Pierre Gasly, where he had a fantastic race until the last few laps. The thing about Sainz, though, is he qualified fifth, so he outqualified his teammate. He made a good start, and him, similar to George, pitted under the safety car that turned into the red flag. So he was down in like 11th or 12th, I think, off the restart, but did a fantastic job battling through. Really, really just impressive overtakes. Like if you want to talk about who the most entertaining driver was on the day, I'd give it to Carlos Science because his replays of his overtakes were absolutely fantastic. Then on the restart that didn't happen, he hits uh, Alonso, even though it didn't really count for anything. 
He got the penalty, which I kind of agree with, because he did cause the collision. But if you're going to give a penalty as a science, you've got to give one to Gasly and you've got to give one to Sargent. Then off the final restart, he goes from what I believe was fourth down to twelfth, which is the final finishing position. I've given him an eight, though, because I think, he, similar to Gasly, his race was so good until that one moment. I don't think that one moment should define the entire race. Because, uh, um, you know, it's not like... With Gasly, he ended Ocon's race. Uh, Alonso had the luck of the restart, let's say, and still was on the podium. So really what Carlos Sainz did didn't change anyone's race apart from his own one. And he did a fantastic job, so there you go. Charles Leclerc, he qualified 7th and DNF'd uh, on the first lap. I've given him a 5 out of 10, just because he got beaten by his teammate in qualifying. Really, I think the incident that caused him to DNF, even though it was a close call, it could have been avoided. I think maybe he did turn in a bit early on Stroll, and Stroll had nowhere to go. So if it was an incident there, I would maybe give the blame more towards Leclerc than Stroll, but only slightly, like 51-49. Yeah, it's a tough one for Charles. I think he's probably the most unlucky driver on the grid uh, this year. If you look at his races, Bahrain, he had the engine blow up. Saudi, he has the penalty. Australia, he has this incident here. There's been no luck for him at all this year. There's no surprise that if you look at the standings, he's got like six points or something. It's really rather upsetting for him and just the whole Ferrari team. But hopefully he can bounce back from this when we get to Baku in a month's time and show us that really he's a lot better than this because realistically he has the pace to have three podiums by now, three races in. So hopefully better things for Charles. <clears throat> now on to Red Bull. With Sergio Perez, who qualified 20th and finished the race in 5th. Now, Sergio got the driver of the day for this race, and I have to say, I have never disagreed with something more. Yeah, I thought Sergio... Oh, it's, it's tough, because finishing 5th from 20th, on paper, looks great. But when you look at his actual race, he didn't do that well. If you really look at it... He was stuck challenging the likes of like Norris and Hulkenberg for ages. And it's like, what are you doing, Checo? <laughs> How are you this far behind? And then he's given chance after chance after chance with the safety cars bringing the field back together, the red flags bringing the field back together. If Max Verstappen was starting 20th in that car, he would have won this race. He would not be finishing 5th. And, you know, people on the build-up to this race are doing the whole, oh, it's Sergio and Max, the new Nico and Lewis. Like, no! They're not on the same level. I I love Sergio. I think he's fantastic. But you can't put in a performance like this and then say that you're a championship contender because he just wasn't there today. He wasn't there. And, you know, just the performance in qualifying, I don't know if there's an issue with the car or what, but not a great... I've given... I'm going to give Sergio a 4 because even though from 20th to 5th sounds so impressive uh, it just wasn't I'll give him a 4 out of 10 and Max Verstappen he qualified on pole 
and won the race. And if you read that, it's another one of those ones. Oh, pole to win. What a boring little race. But no, it really wasn't. He loses the lead to uh, George Russell off the start. He then loses the position to Lewis Hamilton. He's able to get past George because they pit under the safety car turned into the red flag. And eventually he was able to get past Hamilton. And then he just managed the race about 20 seconds in the lead. There was one point where he went off into the grass, like under the pressure of nobody, which was a bit mad. So I can't give him a 10 out of 10 or even a 9 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10. I'll give him a 7 out of 10 because I, I, it wasn't a great performance for Max. I mean, we had three standing starts and only one of them was a good start for Max, the final one. Um, I mean, he lost out to George on the first one. He wasn't able to get the jump on Lewis in the second one in a car that is much faster. It, it seems to be a thing that maybe he's struggling with his starts. I'm not too sure about that. But um, yeah, it wasn't great was not great for Max, maybe a bit more relaxed for him, maybe having that car underneath him that he knows is so good, maybe he's just kind of chilling out a little bit, especially when we saw him go off into the grass when he's got this massive lead, maybe he's just kind of going, oh, well, I know I'm going to win, so I'll just chill out a little bit. Maybe that's how it goes. So I've given him a 7 out of 10. So there you go, there are the driver ratings for the Australian Grand Prix. I hope you have enjoyed. Let me know if any of you agree with, disagree with, what would your driver ratings be? Who would your driver of the day be? For me, here, according to this, it is either Lewis Hamilton or Nico Hulkenberg that were my drivers of the day. So there you go. Good race overall. Make sure you stay subscribed. Uh, we'll hopefully have some interesting things to say to you over the next month until we have F1 back. I'll have to think of some stuff to talk about. But until then, I'll see you next time. Goodbye.